Hi, everyone, and welcome to an unexpected bonus episode of Dissecting Dexter. I'm your host, Gareth Watkins, coming to you from the heart of Yorkshire, England, where it's chucking it down with rain. I'm glad to be inside, um, but it's meant I've, I've had a bit of daytime TV on and uh, there was an interesting item on Sky News today that uh, I thought we should talk about. Uh, as we record, it's Thursday, the 25th of August, and uh, this bit of news came out of left field today, and I really want to talk about it. Not for long, as it's perhaps mostly speculation, but I'm not here alone. I wanted to bounce this off someone else, and I'm very grateful that I'm joined by long-term friend of the show, Nick Henderson. Hey, Nick. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking a bit of time out of your working day to um, just uh, yeah, just chew absolutely. the fat a little bit about this. Um, it's it's interesting. Always, yeah, it's definitely it's always nice to talk about Dexter, even, <laughs> especially these it days is. when there's not any new Dexter to really talk about. So there's there's been yeah since the finale uh, and the dust settled, there's been nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, been quiet. <laughs> yes, so as I say, this is an impromptu podcast. I didn't expect this, uh, but something came up during conversation on Sky News today about the Edinburgh TV Festival. For those who aren't familiar with this event, it's one of the most prestigious media events in the UK. It's famous for its variety of sessions and talks created by TV producers and other media personalities and representatives one of which hit the UK news today because of its political implications for BBC News. Uh, but that's for another podcast, not this one. Apart from high profile speeches and presentations, one of the major aspects of the festival is pitching ideas for TV shows and selling them around the world. David Nevins is there this week to talk about this. And for those who don't know that name, he's the chief content officer and uh, uh, chief content officer for scripted originals for Paramount Plus. But more importantly, for listeners of this podcast, he's the chairman and CEO of Showtime Networks, so has been involved in Dexter for some time. Now, he gave an interview to Sky News this lunchtime that I was just half listening to. He was talking about the festival and why he's there, but my ears pricked up when, to my surprise, he mentioned Dexter and came out with something that might excite many, but possibly dismay others. I've written <laughs> down what he said, so <laughs> I'll read it now. And Nick, I, I know you haven't heard this interview yet. Uh, I haven't heard so, the exact quote, so I'm, in, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, so uh, this is what he, what he said, and I've transcribed it, so hopefully I've got this word for word. He says, I got a lot of flack for the way that Dexter ended, the original Dexter. But because it didn't end in a way that was satisfying to the audience, I was able to convince Michael C. Hall to come back for another season. And the reboot, the new Dexter, New Blood, was hugely successful because I think having messed it up the first time, we got it right the second time. You make choices, as you do in any art, and sometimes you make the right choice and sometimes you make the wrong choices. But I think Michael C. Hall, me, Clyde Phillips knew that there was something we didn't get right. And we were able to do it very well. And hopefully that's the rebirth of the franchise. I think it is. So that's all he said. 
Mm. Now, if mm. if it was a fan of the show saying this, or even someone like David Zayas, you know, one of the cast, I'd take right. it with perhaps a pinch of salt and not take it too seriously. Unless it was Michael C. Hall, of course. But in this case, it's the head of Showtime. Now, I can't imagine there's anything that gets commissioned without his approval. And here he's saying he thinks it's the rebirth of a franchise. So my gut feeling is that this maybe has some degree of credibility. So my question is is simply, what do you think, Nick? Is it credible or, or just, I don't know, just an off the cuff hmm. remark that he may hmm. not have meant to be taken seriously? Well, when you think back to like while we were watching New Blood and talking about it a lot, there's obviously a lot of discussion about certain creative choices they, they made in terms of like bringing Harrison back into the fold and what that means for the future of the franchise. And then of course the finale happened and spoiler alert, if you haven't already seen it, obviously <laughs> Dexter uh, died at the end of that season. Um, and so there's been a lot of question as to whether or not any future Dexter content is in the works, but for a long time, Dexter has been kind of Showtime's, um, I guess you would call it like flagship series. I mean, there's there's other big series, I suppose, but I think Dexter has kind of always been the big name, kind of like how everybody associates Game of Thrones with HBO and and that kind of thing. And we saw how the HBO, yeah. how the Game of Thrones things worked out, even though that series didn't end on a great note. They still, it was still successful enough that they brought it back, and we're just starting a new uh, spin-off series of that. Which seemingly, which is seemingly going pretty well so far. I mean, only one episode, but um, mm. I mean, my gut feeling is that the whole point of bringing it back. I mean, I don't think Showtime wants to let something like a property like Dexter just fade into you know obscurity and disappear. Uh, so my my first instinct is to say, yeah, of course, there's credibility to this. Like, I I, I just don't see Dexter as a franchise being gone um from a business standpoint i suppose but also that that begs the question of like what is what is the future of the series even look like it's obviously at this point it would have to be a spinoff or prequel um and i'm pretty sure we know where michael c hall stands on being a part of it i don't think he has i think he he feels content at this point with it i think yeah yeah um so it's it's kind of on the shoulders, I would imagine, of Jack Alcott to continue the story if they were to move forward into the future or putting it on the shoulders of like someone playing a younger version of Dexter, um, which could also yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I think I think you've you've come up with the two likely. Uh, the likely spin-off shows to, yeah. to continue the the Dexterverse, it would be a Harrison spin-off following his future adventures uh, or a prequel showing yeah. a young Dexter. Now, obviously, we've seen quite a bit of young Dexter and, and how yeah. Dexter evolved as a, as a killer through through the existing series. So that seems like the less likely option at this point. Yes. And honestly, yeah. I think like the less interesting option. Um, yes. I Not that I wouldn't watch it, but I don't know. I just don't know how interested I am in seeing more of that story now that we know how it ended um it's just i i think there's a lot more narrative potential in seeing what happens with harrison now um and also i'm just really curious as like honestly i think a lot of people were very 
surprised by the performance Jack Alcott delivered. Um, I think he was easily a highlight of of New Blood, and I think mm-hmm. I think he having watched the season now um, twice all the way through at this point, I I feel like he could carry a show. Um, but I also wouldn't want it to just be like Dexter 2.0. I feel like there would have to be some kind of twist to the formula to like, just not make it feel like, okay, Dexter's gone. So now we got to find a way to make him just fill those shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we know, I mean, obviously applies. we want that component of it, right? We, we want him to like resemble Dexter in some form. We want him, to, we want that element of the show, obviously the, <laughs> the depravity of it and like, like the darkness of it. Like we want that obviously to carry over, but I, I I'm just really interested in what, what they would do to make it, its own thing yeah yeah and they could they could bring in one or two familiar faces from the old series to kind of tie it together we, we could have Astor and Cody coming back in some shape or form because to me that with with Harrison going off into the sunset at the end um, or Batista <laughs> yeah yeah we, we didn't which, get the Batista Dexter show I mean a lot of people were very angry about that uh yeah I guess understandably um but you know there's still you know, unresolved issues there. And Harrison obviously has unresolved issues. And now that he is knows what his father is and he had, he sat there and watched his father butcher someone. Um, you have to just imagine that's going to have lingering effects on, yes, you know, a young boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we took, we talked potential. about this a lot on the podcast about how, how could he not be seriously traumatized by what, what he's yeah. been through. Um, he, he's got to be seriously screwed up and, and without and the, any kind we, of yeah. support network, he could be completely um, un, unhinged. The, the further <laughs> yeah, we get away way. from the, the finale, I just I, that the exploring that aspect becomes more and more interesting to me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. after the dust is settled and just thinking about what he had, what he sat there and watched happen in front of him. Mm is almost as bad as what Dexter watched happen to his mother, but obviously the context being totally different. Yeah. Um, and this whole idea of inherited trauma and just passing like the legacy and just, you know, it, there's good, he's going to have some interesting choices to make. And I, the, you know, I wasn't immediately keen on the idea of watching, you know, just a spinoff with Harrison. Um, but the more I think about like, the implications of what happened in, in new blood and what that could mean from a storytelling perspective and a character on a character driven show like this could be really fascinating. And I think Jack yeah. Alcott was excellent. So, you know, I he, he personally, was. I hope this is, I, I really hope this is teasing uh, a continuation with Jack, Jack Alcott at the helm. It would, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're right that there's the whole element of, of this inherited trauma and what he witnessed but lest we forget what he actually did in the final episode as well that's going to carry some serious weight i mean we we know that clyde phillips wasn't averse to the idea of one day exploring the further story of harrison um i was having a little look around today and and gary levine from showtime previously said that there were no active plans to continue the show although nothing is off the table uh but nevin's comments you know when that quote was when that quote was made I think that was earlier this year. I think that was just in the aftermath of the finale. Yeah. So it was 
so I, I could understand them just wanting things to rest for a little while before um, pursuing sure. anything further. Um, but Jack Alcott, he gave an interview in June. So what, two months mm-hmm. ago, uh, he gave an interview to a website I'd never heard of uh, called Gold Derby. Uh, it was a video interview and he was asked about whether he'd be up for reprising his role as Harrison. Uh, and I, I copied and pasted a chunk of the interview, which I'm going to read out, but mm-hmm. credit to goldderby.com uh for the interview uh his response was yeah oh my gosh i mean that would be i've never gotten to live in a character this complex for this long to kind of live in a character for six months and not only live in a character for six months but to be discovering new pieces about him every day and do something you've never done before and getting further and further mapped out i think that'd be great i love harrison He's such an interesting character and there's things I love about him and things that I'm like, wow, that's just like me. And there's just so many things that I'm like, I could really slip into a Jack Alcott impression, couldn't I? I can just hear his voice. (laughs) There's so many things that I'm like, this could be not, this couldn't be further from myself. And I also want to explore that. So, yeah, to get the chance to further map map that, this this is interesting, complex, this complex human being. And be on TV, yeah. Oh my God, Showtime! I'm definitely down for that. I kind of it sounds like that, everybody's but... down for that. Like, <laughs> there's that inter- there's that that uh, interview or that comment from Clyde Phillips talking about you know if Showtime called him. This was like months ago, or you know maybe earlier, closer to the beginning of the year, where somebody, you know, he said if Showtime reached out and said they wanted to start a you know New Blood season two or whatever you want to call it, he would be like. Absolutely. I, I, I don't remember yeah. quote word for word, but he seems he seems game now with this quote from David Nevins. He seems interested. Jack Alcott seems interested. I mean, it, yeah. it seems kind of inevitable at this point. Yeah. And, and it sounds and, like Alcott would do it for free based on yeah, the interview. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, the before New Blood, the prospect of that without Michael C. Hall seemed really um I just didn't know how I felt about it. And, you know, right after the finale, I didn't really know how I felt about it. But having stewed on it for however many months it's been now, I, I think I'm game. I mean, I would at least want to see what they what they were, what where they would go with it um, and then just kind of judge it by its, on its own merits and see if it's something I would love to continue watching at that point. But, yeah, yes. I feel like it'd be a missed opportunity if they just dropped it and left left it where it's at. Because there's potential yeah. there. There is potential. I, I completely agree. And when I, I hadn't really thought about uh, the finale for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just today, obviously, this has got me thinking about it. And like you, I'm warmer to the idea of a Harrison spin-off than I was in January. Um, so I think my our feelings kind of line up. Uh, no doubt. Time heals all backlash. Women, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And no doubt that'll be there'll be backlash. And if it is, I'm not even saying the finale was a wound. I like the I like the finale. We all know how I, I feel did. About that. I was okay with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we we talked about. I think we all agreed that the the run into the end was very rushed. They could yeah. have it done with another episode episodes. or two. Um, I still don't know why they shaved off two episodes. <laughs> no, no. I feel like it could have been a perfect season with those last two episodes to flesh it out yeah. a little bit. But no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would have liked uh, a, a face off with Batista. That would have been good. But uh, I'm and I'm. I wouldn't doubt for a minute that they considered it in the writer's room, but they chose sure. to go the way they did. Did, and, did you see um, David Zayas or hear about his recent comments about that? No. Because he did a he did an interview at one of the fan expos. I think the okay. one in on the East Coast. They had a panel 
and somebody yes. asked him about it and uh he defended the idea of you know choosing to omit that that confrontation um and i think he even said and again this is a coin off the top of my head I, I don't have the quote in front of me but he commented on like you know that was obviously that idea was entertained in the writer's room but there's something to be said about not going for the obvious choice and taking the left turn and sometimes that's just how things happen that's kind of the natural flow like in life unexpected things happen and the idea that you're expecting this showdown and the decisions that the characters made led them down a different path is just natural i suppose yeah uh so he defended it and while that part of that seems like you know i think a lot of people are going to interpret that as kind of a bit of a uh you know a cop-out i I, there is something to it, I think, um, and I, I tend to I tend to agree with them, I guess. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and narratively, narratively, them going the the way they did, it lines up with more more like with Dexter being in full panic mode, like the cornered the cornered animal, and acting right. irrationally and making dodgy decisions in that in that right. full on fight or flight, um, and 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 he Wait. chose to try and leg it. <laughs> Right. But, you know, if, if they do decide to continue and Jack Alcott's back and he's, we're doing this Harrison story, I would I think it would be cool if he crossed paths with Batista at some point and see what develops there. I feel like that would be pretty complex and maybe interesting. Too. Yeah. But that, I think that would also suggest they would be going back to Miami. And I think a change of scenery would also I wouldn't want them to just go right back to that. Again, I, th- I think they need to go. If they want to continue, it needs to be something new in almost every way. So mm. part of me wants them to see Batista, but I don't want that to mean also going back to Miami. It's weird. A yeah. lot of complex thoughts. Yeah, I don't think we ever found out where Esther and Cody went, did we? Whether they're still yeah, in Miami yeah. or not. Um, I'm just so thinking, where would Harrison go? Where would Harrison go well, next? Where would he go first? Yeah. Would he go to yeah. try and find his family or would he just try and be on his own for a while and, and let some the midwest let some maybe he, settle yeah maybe he leaves the country i don't know yeah anyway it's food for thought um yeah and, and it's got the it's got the the dexter cogs whirring in my head again um yeah. as, as i was about to prepare for a, a rewatch podcast i'm i'm still well, I'm just over halfway through season three on that yeah uh but I it's, still it's think nice about to think about every day <laughs> right yeah you know, well you've, you've You've, you've had some experiences, haven't you? At the, uh, the, the, what was it? The, the convention in Dallas, oh, was the it? Fan ex- and you, yeah, the fan expo. You rubbed shoulders I, with the I man himself. The, uh, I did the, the, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm going to pay like $400 to go basically meet someone for 30 seconds, but I did. So that was cool. <laughs> it, it was, you know, I, I, I get why it cost so much, I suppose, but, you know, it was fun. I, I met Michael C. Hall for like, 30 30 seconds 40 seconds shook his hand that was cool took a picture with the group uh and i met jennifer carpenter she's super nice yeah it was it was one of those things like i can't believe i'm doing this and i was super nervous doing it and then afterwards i was like i'm so glad i did that yeah i mean as as a as a such a hardcore fan of the show it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and why wouldn't you pay that kind of money for um i got to i got to tell michael i got to tell michael see how that I, I went to the i went to the premiere in new york city and i i, I saw you from like across the room but I, I i couldn't quite you know couldn't quite get to you to say hi and shake your hand or whatever so this was like next best thing yeah so that was that was pretty cool 
Excellent. Yeah, good experience. Well, the the East Coast one you mentioned, uh, our friend uh, Mike Lanick was there. Yeah. And awesome. uh, he, uh, Michael C. Hall wasn't there, but uh, yeah, I Mike think he had to get his picture his appearance at the away. last second. Right. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, yeah. I, I did see a photo of him with uh, Jennifer Carpenter. So we certainly got to, nice. like you, rub shoulders with, with some of the stars. She's super nice. She's like she's just, you know, I, I got to talk to her a little bit longer than I did with Michael C. Hall. And, it, you know, she was just super friendly and. She she complimented my wife's skirt. She's like, oh, I love your skirt. And I'm like, this is so weird. It's just like we're having a normal, just two people talking. It's so weird. But, you know, very cool. Very nice. Um, Brilliant. And uh, my wife realized literally in the moment, as we're walking up, like we're walking up to the table to get this, to get the autograph and say hi or whatever. My wife realized in that moment that Jennifer Carpenter was Emily Rose. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. She's Emily Rose. And I was like, you're just now realizing this? It was funny. <laughs> uh, what an experience, though. I'm, I'm so, yeah. so pleased for you. I, mean, I was shocked when I saw the picture. What the hell? What, what's he gone yeah, to I, now? <laughs> I kept it. I kept it very hush hush because I wasn't sure if I was like, if, I want to talk about it ahead of time and then like go to it and then like stumble over my words and embarrass myself. <laughs> and, then <have> the, <laughs> and then people go, how was it? And then be like, well, I goofed. Um <laughs> But no, no, no. It turned out it turned out great. It, it's excellent. It's, I was nervous all the way up until that moment, but everyone there was incredibly friendly. Um, yeah. yeah, it was great. Nice one, nice one, excellent. Well, um, thank you, thank you for uh, coming on and uh, helping me any dissect yeah. this little tidbit of news today that that could be something for uh, for fans to to celebrate and look forward to, get excited about. Uh, and I guess time will tell over the coming weeks or months whether there's any. I hope, any I hope something comes of it. For, if for no other reason, then we get to decide, dissect some more Dexter together. Yes. Well, you, you know, we'll be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be here. We'll be back. OK, well, thank, thanks again, Nick. Uh, and, and thanks to everyone for listening to this little bonus episode. The rewatch, uh, I, I intended to get one out last week, but uh, work took a turn and uh, I got busy busier um but episode seven easy as pie yeah easy as pie is the next episode and uh, hopefully i'll get to that next week that's a good one yeah yeah every time i have key lime pie or my wife has key lime pie anywhere it's like i wonder if that's the one oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i might have to go making one myself (laughs) yeah we do do a bit of baking it or quite a bit of baking at home so i might i might try and find a recipe for it but it's got to be the right one, nice. not just any old one. Yeah, got to be the right <laughs> one. Honor Camilla. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Nick. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And of course, we'll be back to dissect some more Dexter very soon. Until then, take care, everyone. Bye bye. Cheers.